Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Season with Peter Schrager. Training camps are here. All 32 teams reporting. We've got actual football going on. And as I record this in hot, balmy New York City, Saquon Barkley will not miss a single practice of training camp because he is already there in East Rutherford signing a very rare, very interesting one-year deal despite being put on the franchise tag. I didn't even... I got I to gotta put my hand up here. I'm on live TV when it happened. I didn't know it was even a possibility they could do that. When my co-host Jamie Erdahl is like, we got breaking news. Saquon's agreed to terms. I'm like, agreed to terms to what? I thought it was just you can play on the franchise tag or you can sit out the season. It turns out there is a loophole. And the Giants and Joe Shane found that loophole where it's a one-year deal and there's been a lot of confusion on the incentives on how it all works. But from my understanding right now, he has to hit three different numbers tied to playoffs to hit these incentives so that he can make some sort of incentive of oh, about $300,000 each for the three incentives. So from what I'm gathering, and again, this is in real time, if he has 13 
50 rushing yards. So 1,350 rushing yards and they make the playoffs, he gets an extra 300K. If he has 65 catches and they make the playoffs, he gets an extra 300K. And if he has 11 total touchdowns and the playoffs, he gets an extra 300K. So when it's all said and done for you number guys out there and gals, Saquon has a deal with the Giants that will be worth $10.1 million guaranteed. He gets $2 million right up front. And then there's those incentives he can get if they make the playoffs and he hits those things. So he could actually make more than what was the $10 million on the franchise tag that uh, he would have played under. It's... Look, it's a couple things, and we've talked about a lot about the running back position here on this podcast, but it's not great for the position, and it's not great for Saquon, but he does get to play for the New York Giants, he does get to be there at training camp, and he does ideally get to hit free agency again next year. Now, they do have the right to franchise tag him again, which they might do, but at this point, he had no other options than this or just not play and not show up, and I think there's something real to Saquon, and it's a, it's me coming from a very maybe Pollyanna place that, like, he loves being a New York Giant. He loves seeing that every kid's wearing his jersey. He loves that he is a hero to all of these fans and is so beloved by the Giants' faithful that like I don't think he wanted to miss anything and so at the end of the day yeah we can go back and say he should have accepted a contract that was offered you know that during the bye week that would have paid him more great he would have made a couple more million dollars yeah he would have been better off if he accepted their initial free agent offer before the uh, you know time for an extension surpassed yeah he might have been better off financially but at the end of the day he is here and that's where he can kind of bank on that and I think it was bleak it was a bleak situation for Saquon. He was in a corner, and you're talking about running back Zoom calls. You're talking about running back salaries just going down and down. You're talking about Dalvin Cook being a free agent still. You're talking about Ezekiel Elliott being a free agent still. You're talking about James Robinson being signed by the Giants a couple days ago. And it's not like James, James Robinson's not going to run hard and try to take all of Saquon's you know carries and opportunities for the spotlight while Saquon's out. Look, not ideal for Saquon, but tip the cap to both sides for getting it done. And I got to say, Joe Shane, at the end of this thing, as unpleasant as this might have been and as easy as it might have been to go a different way, you have to say that Joe Shane, you know, if there's a winner and a loser here, Joe Shane is the winner on this one. I have to think that getting it to this point and getting Saquon in camp and not having to, you know, deal with this all summer long of where Saquon, when's he showing up, what a major win. And of course, uh, the Giants are a much better team with Saquon Barkley. Real quick, some housekeeping here. 32 teams are in camp. I work for the NFL Network, but I also work for NFL Plus. So I emailed uh, the great producer of all of the Back to Football Weekend um, contents guy, Mike Connor, who's excellent at what he does. And he's got this giant grid. And I'm like, can I just get an idea of like who's going to be where? <laughs> so I can mention it on the podcast. I think it is pretty cool. So everyone's going to be covered. Like we're going to hit all these different things and it's on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday is on NFL network. And then Sunday is on NFL plus. I will be part of that Sunday coverage and I'm fired up because where am I going to be? Let's go jets. I'm there. Let's go. I will be there. I will see Rogers. I will see sauce. I will uh, hopefully get you guys everything you could possibly want from jets camp. I'm so fired up to be on the grounds in Florham park. And I think I'm going to have, access to whoever. So we'll see if I can get Rogers. If not, we'll definitely get Sala or Sauce or one of those types. But interesting assignments across the board here. I mean, if you're interested, I can go through some of it. Saturday, Lions, Jaguars, Commanders, Falcons, Saints, Chiefs, 
Titans, Browns, Bears, where Kyle Brandt, my colleague, is going to be. Um, Panthers, interesting to see Bryce Young. That's all going to be Saturday morning. And then as the uh, day kind of drifts on, it's Packers, it's Raiders, it's Broncos, it's Chargers, it's Ravens. Odell Beckham and the Ravens. My colleague Mike Garofolo will be on the scene for that. Steelers are interesting. That's on Saturday. Bengals, a little two-headed monster of Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport at the Bengals camp with Joe Burrow's contract lingering. Cowboys, of course, big moneymaker for the network, and everyone knows uh, that they're a big storyline. Chris Rose, Brian Baldinger, and Jane Slater, all there. Vikings, interesting. Steve Weish and Bucky Brooks are both going to be in Minnesota. This is all Saturday on NFL Network. Uh, Arizona, Indianapolis, and Los Angeles uh, with the Rams, where Andrew Siciliano and Maurice Jones-Drew will finish up the day. Then on Sunday, you wake up early, you get it on. Tampa, New England, Buffalo, Giants, where Sean O'Hara is going to be at. Philly, where Jamie Erdahl, my co-host from NFL Network's Good Morning Football, is going to be. Houston, James Palmer going to be there, and that's an interesting one because Houston, of course, has C.J. Stroud. Myself with the Jets, Cam Wolf with the Dolphins, Omar Ruiz and uh, Taylor Rashadi will end the day from San Francisco and Seattle, respectively. I, I think it's a cool thing they do. It's a cool way to kick things off, but we're hitting all those different training camps this weekend on NFL Network and NFL Plus, and I'm sure there will be a million storylines to come out of this. Uh, if you're going to be at Jets camp Sunday, Look for me. I'll either be wearing an NFL Plus polo shirt if I can fit in it, or I'll be wearing something else. We'll see. It's been a big summer for me. I've been enjoying the barbecues. Um, And as I've mentioned, football is back. Celebrate by watching as teams across the league take the field for training camp. Again, it's called Back Together Weekend. It's presented by YouTube. Two full days of practices, player interviews, mic'd up moments, fan fests across the league. It's can't miss stuff. It's it's the NFL and we're back and it's a reunion. The NFL Network and NFL Plus have us covered all day Saturday, July 29th, all day Sunday, July 30th. And there's also going to be coverage on ABC and ESPN, but go to nfl.com slash back together weekend for ways to watch and an idea of uh, when you should tune in for your team. All right. Today's podcast, I'm so excited. Uh, it's one of my favorite guys to ever play football as a player, and now he's become a friend. Uh, super excited for this one. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Gronkowski. So excited for this. He's a four-time Super Bowl champion. He was the NFL's Comeback Player of the Year in 2014. He is a four-time first-team All-Pro, a five-time Pro Bowler. He's the NFL receiving touchdown later from the year 2011. He was the 2010's all-decade tight end. He's on the NFL's top 100 anniversary all-time team. No further ado, for my money, the greatest tight end to ever play the game, Mr. Rob Gronkowski. Welcome to the season with Peter Schrager. Peter Schrager. What's up, my man? How you doing? I'm doing good, bro. Like We're starting off right now with this podcast and training camps are opening. When you see, like even periphery-wise, on Twitter or on your TV that – guys are reporting to camp and knowing you don't have to, is that a great relief or do you miss like oh, no. first day of camp? That was fun. No, it's the best relief. I can tell you that right now. I, yeah. I believe that training camp is too long, especially for veterans. Uh, there's no doubt about that. You're, you're in training camp July 25th and the first game isn't until September 10th or September 8th or whenever that is. And for a veteran training camp just be, can become drooling uh, throughout that whole time. And you're just waiting for the game. Uh, but, 
listen to this. Blaine Gabbert. I was working out with him down in Florida in Tampa about two weeks ago or okay. 10 days ago. And we're hanging out. We're BSing. We're messing around. And then three days later, I'm on Instagram. and I look at his story and it's him at a training camp. Yeah. And this is like a week ago now. And I'm like, bro, how are you already at training camp? He's like, yo, man, we have the early game. We have the Hall of Fame game or whatever game that is. And, yeah. and we're, we already reported. And my mind was just blown. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I'm not at training camp right now. It's crazy. Like the Jets guys, I know them well. And they're like, yeah, we've got, I was still on the beach. They're like, yeah, we've got practice today. I'm like practice. Yeah. They've got the train, the, the hall of fame game. And they've got to be there early. I mean, we're dreading it right now, but if you love it, then it's great. I mean, I don't love training camp. I'm not a guy that loved training no. camp. I mean, I believe the training camp was like four days on hard, like two days off. It's just, yeah. you just beat yourself like a dead horse. You're just running into the defensive end every single day and your head's just getting numb. Your body's getting numb. And that's why I don't like training camp. If practice started now and then it was kind of more strategic planning, like, all right, we're going to hit today hardcore and then we're going to recover for two days. We're going to just do seven on seven the next day or whatever. But it was just boom, boom, boom in my head, my body it's like yeah. it's felt like i was at end of the season when i was um when i was in miller training camp then beginning of the season but if you love football and you love doing that well then you're in the right spot <laughs> i guess i mean if you love it you're gonna love it. you're gonna play anyway um what's life for you like now i, I think i i actually i've uh, you know, for the listeners, we really had a great time a couple of weeks ago. You're working for Fox. I know that that's during the season. We're like, what's a day of like Rob Gronkowski? I know you've got other business ventures going on, but I, I think of you as one of the toughest, most all around dominant football players, not of your generation of all time. And I'm not just, you know, blowing you up because you're on this. I think everyone would agree that you have that. But then, okay, you're a guy in your 30s now and football's in the rear view. What's a day to day for Rob Gronkowski? Yes. Well, first off, I love to stay in shape. I love to exercise still. I've been yeah. exercising since I was a kid. Uh, and the best way to get in shape is to stay in shape. So I was already in top notch shape uh, after after I retired and I didn't want to lose that. So I like to run still about twice a week, work out, lift maybe once a week, uh, do a band workout twice a week, maybe go do a hot yoga once or twice a week as well. I like to switch it up. Uh, you know, just to stay active. It makes me feel good. Get the endorphins going, gets me going, um, getting good night's sleep. I haven't worked out yet. Usually I love to work out before I go on podcast because then I'm wide awake, ready to talk. I was going to say morning, do all that. <laughs> yeah. morning, you're a morning workout guy, wake up and do it. Yeah. Uh, but this morning I, I, I got a bad night's sleep last night. I woke up at like 4am and I was wide awake till like six. Yeah. And then I changed my alarm to 10 and I woke up and I was like, Oh crap, I got the show pretty soon, but I uh, <laughs> love to stay active. <laughs> I uh, love to work out uh, and then just hang out and then find business ventures to do. I can't wait for the Fox season uh, to start up and go go there every Sunday out to L.A. and be with the guys in the studio. That's always fun. That's such a great family. But um, just stay active and just hit up teammates to find partners to work out with, find friends to work out with, work out with some players still. Like I said, Blaine Gabbert last week down in Tampa. So just running around, man. It's fun. Do you miss the locker room and the camaraderie with the guys? I feel like that would be the thing I would miss the most. That's exactly what I miss. And that's why I love working out and finding like workout partners. Like down in Tampa, we have a great crew. Who's the crew? Who like, who still gets after it? Yes. We got like uh, Cam Bray, Scotty Miller, Blaine Gabbert, then a couple of the lightning players. But the thing is, everyone goes in, everyone comes out. There's like, a, there's like 15 guys that we work out with. It's called a place called Suka. And uh, okay. it's it, it, suka in Greek means the excellence of, of your body and your mind. 
together to put you to the highest performance. And uh, it just opened up. It's a great spot. I love it. And uh, there's about 15 of us that work out there. And great. there's a time you work out at. And, if, and whoever shows, whoever shows. It's not like, you know, you get beat down if you don't show. And then if you show, there's always about eight guys there. It's always a switch up. All of us are cool. And it's just fun. You get that like locker room feel. And that's what it's about. And that's why I love doing it still. I love it. Um, I, always, I always loved watching you from afar when you were in New England because you had this personality and yet when it was time to work within the system of Belichick and kind of get down to business, you got down to business and were as dedicated to the craft and to the Patriot way as anybody. Um, and then off season, you'd be like doing commercials and you'd be having fun and you'd be at these different events and it's like, okay, this guy, he gets it. Uh, to, to turn it on and turn it off, was that how it felt? Or when you were with Belichick and it's so strict and it's so disciplined, did you did you feel like you can still be yourself and be authentic? It's just not, not necessarily as wild crazy, but hey, I, I got to get down to business. It's football time. No, it definitely had to get down to business when it became football time. I mean, if you want to have your fun um, and, and be doing commercials, be going to a party, being all over the place, you have to show up. And that's what it's about. And I knew in my mind the whole entire time that whenever it was, if it was an OTA, if it was training camp during the season, that I had to show up if I wanted to keep that train going, keep that fun train going, keep those uh, shoots going or whatever I was doing or yeah. go to that event. And, uh, and I'm so glad I did that all, especially in my 20s. I mean, to me, Going to an event, going to a party now in my 30s, it's like whatever. And and I'm glad I did it all in my 20s when I was young, yeah. when you could wake up, you you can recover from just four hours of sleep, all that. But uh, I had to dedicate, I had to be dedicated to my craft uh, when I was with the New England Patriots because if I wasn't, if I was showing up to practice, if I wasn't ready to go, if I was, you know, missing out, miss dropping balls, all that, all that bad stuff, then it would have never worked. It, no doubt. I would have been out of there in, in no time. But uh, I always made sure I always had a strategic plan. If I was going to have some fun, go out, go do whatever that I made sure that it fit my schedule right, that I was still ready to go when I showed up um, in that building. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like you sound like a wiser, more more experienced Rob Gronkowski right now. Like you're just looking back on your younger self saying, I'm glad I did it when I did it because I probably wouldn't want to do it now. And yet you, you still do the Gronk Beach Party at Super Bowl. You still do all these things like I think it's amazing because this persona that you have as like, you know, Gronk, this fun loving guy, but then on the football field, you're an absolute badass throwing guys around run blocking the most like selfless thing to do. I, I, I guess that was my question really like the turning it on and then turning it off and then knowing that, Hey, I'm doing some of the dirty work here also. Yeah, exactly. The dirty work actually made me who I am. I believe um, it actually <laughs> helped me out you know, to be the guy that I was off the field as well, because I was doing the dirty work. I'm here to do all the work. I'm here to accomplish everything I need to accomplish, uh, no matter what it was or whatever the task was. And uh, I'm here to be the full package. I'm not just here to go out and catch a ball, make a play, score a touchdown. I'm here to do get some blocks for the running back to get, open up a hole so he can run into the end zone. Uh, and then also off the field, go enjoy my time, go to a party, go to an event, go do whatever. I was just a full total package. Peter and that's what's up <laughs> yeah, I love it um, dude I, I mean I, people look at you and say I have this great career but you, you face so much adversity too because of some of the, the body stuff and the injuries I remember coming out of college 
you didn't even play that final year at Arizona because of the injury. And then you get drafted in what, the second round, I believe. Yeah, I got drafted in the second. Yep. How'd you use that as fuel to kind of motivate you and inspire you? And then of course, always guys coming for you in the NFL. I mean, I just remember you carrying four dudes on your back with all that. And it's just like, you just were a gamer. Um, how did you use the injury in college to motivate you once you got to the pros? Uh, you know, once I dropped in the second round, I remember I didn't get drafted in the first round. I was really disappointed. I, I was pissed off, you know, like I wasn't in the best mood. And then I can tell you this. Once I got drafted in the second round, all that went away. I didn't care anymore. I was just so glad that I accomplished my dream. Why would I be pissed off? I didn't go in the first round when I just got drafted in the NFL in, in the second round. And, and, you know, coming off of a season where I didn't even play in college, I was it was one of the best moments of my life, if not the best moment of my life when I got drafted. And then therefore. I, that motivation of not getting picked the night before, I didn't really care. I was just so happy I was picked in the second round. I was just so glad I was just picked in, you know, in the NFL draft just overall. And then from there, I just knew I, I didn't really have any motivation because of that. Oh, I wasn't a first rounder. It was like, all right, it's time to show them what's up. Like I have that motivation to be great now, you know, to fit in the locker room, to get that respect for my, for my teammates. You had a great rookie year. You had three touchdown catches against the Steelers in a game, I remember. But then I go to the postseason, 2011. You guys are playing Tebow and the Broncos, and you guys just blow them out in a Saturday night game. And that was, to me, your big coming out party. You had three touchdown pass catches. You had 10 catches, 145 yards. Do you remember that as like the coming out party? Okay, Saturday night game, everyone's in Tebow mania, and we're going to go kick the crap out of them. It was kind of the coming out party in the playoffs. I mean, prior to that year, I already had 18 touchdowns in the regular season, so uh, I was kind of a little bit known going into the playoffs, but then it was the coming out party at the after party, which was the playoffs, baby. And that just shows I can last all night long. I can last, baby. And that's what it was. The playoffs equals the after party and I showed up performed three touchdowns I remember that game to T 10 catches I remember my last catch was down the sideline it was like the fourth quarter we were already blowing him out and Tom called a fade I was I was split out wide and uh, he threw like another like 25 yard 30 yard bomb to me all the way out there on the fade route I caught it uh, for my 10th catch did like the first down signal acting all all cocky and everything it was just a great game overall and uh, it was just great to beat those uh, Broncos at the time with Tebow with Tebow on the squad as well you know all that hype they were having and we just took them down i think we won like 45 to 7 or something in that game. 10. Yeah, yeah 45 to 10 it was it was a great game it, it was unbelievable i loved it uh, yeah it's like you, you think about these guys like do you if i named a game could you kind of do that with your mind a lot of these guys got like mcveigh we talked to him and it's like hey can you name this play and it's like yes on this third down like I remember when we were talking in L.A. a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, I remember a Steelers game, the Jesse James game with the touchdown. You're like, yep, I remember that entire last drive. Do you have that memory, too, where it's like I can bring up a random game? And you're like, yeah, I remember that. And here's what happened. And here was the storyline going in. Or is it just those big special moments? I would probably say about 75 percent of them yeah. I remember. Sometimes I talk football with some people and I don't remember. But I mean, I played so many games, I think like 140 games right around yeah. there in the regular season. So including playoffs. I think I played around like 155 games, but I remember about 75% of them, especially when someone like you brings up the analogy of the game of of what happened. And that starts triggering back in my mind of, Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. So sometimes I can't bring it up, but if someone else brings it up, it it starts clicking again. But I, I do remember most of them, but not all of them. 
Yeah. All right. So you get started. You're losing that Super Bowl to the Giants. You guys are, are kind of bouncing into the playoffs and losing to the Ravens a couple of times. And then finally, you do get a Super Bowl ring. Take us through your first Super Bowl ring experience and what you remember from that afternoon. Yeah, that was a great experience. I remember my first Super Bowl actually was one of the worst experiences because I yeah. I, I got my ankle blown out uh, versus the Baltimore Ravens uh, in the third quarter. But I remember the storyline was like, is Gronk going to play? Is Gronk going to play? And you played. Yeah. Yeah, I played, but uh, it was the worst week, man. Because you're supposed to be there enjoying the Super Bowl. I was just rehab. I was like, I was like hiding out in my hotel room. It it just didn't go as I planned, and it, it wasn't as fun. Indianapolis, right? That's where that Super Bowl yeah, was. Yeah, it was in Indianapolis. It, it just, you know, wasn't how I expected it to be, especially with the injury. Then I only played like 12 plays in the game, and uh, I feel like if I could go back, obviously. Um, I would have done things differently to, to prepare for the game to get my ankle ready. But you live and you learn, baby. You can't go back and regret yeah. anything. You live and you learn, Peter. And then finally got to the Super Bowl versus Seattle. And I was like, all right, this is a game changer. This is a different story. Now I'm healthy. We just won. We're going to the Super Bowl. I think we absolutely dominated the Colts in the prior game in the AFC championship game. I'm pretty sure. Like, I think that's when the deflate gate started because we absolutely destroyed them. So they had to make up an excuse. <laughs> like we ran the ball 40 times. We had like 350 yards rushing and Garrick Blunt had like four touchdowns versus them. And then they were just embarrassed. So they had, a, you guys won 45 to seven, had, no, 45 yeah. to seven, even worse than the Denver Broncos game in, in yeah. uh, a couple years before. But, uh, and then I was like, all right, clean slate, going to the Super Bowl. This is what it's all about. I need to get into the Super Bowl club. That, that's what it's all about. My career will be set. If I get one, I was happy. I was like, I'm good to go. If I ever get traded, if I get hurt again, whatever, I have a Super Bowl. And that week, uh, just that whole Super Bowl experience, it was in Arizona, way better than Indianapolis. Uh, just overall, just everything went smoothly. Went to the game, and it couldn't have been a better game, my man. Awesome I shootout. Mean, it was an amazing shootout. I, uh, everyone contributed. I had a touchdown. I had about, I think six catches for 68 yards. Uh, Julian contributed. Amandola contributed. We all contributed the running backs. It was like a team game. We all did our part. And then obviously with Malcolm Butler sealing the deal at end of the game with that uh, game winning interception, you couldn't have drawn up that game any more picture perfect than what it uh, what it came out to so where were you on that one i know we see the footage of jimmy and and brady and mike gervardi who is the old pr guy all on the sidelines um and that's a famous clip of brady like just being shocked and jimmy and him embracing where were you during that the the malcolm butler pick yeah i was just on the bench and uh i was basically like a couple benches over you know the quarterbacks all the big time guys, you know, they have their own little bench over to the side, the and big time guys. Like, yeah, the big time guys, the cameras all on them, and I'm I'm doing the same thing as them, but I'm not a big time guy, you know. I'm just a guy that does the dirty work. I block, make holes for the running back, catch a pass, catch a touchdown for Tom wherever he throws the ball, make him look good. So you I'm over on the <laughs> so I'm over on the bench all the way to the right, and uh, I'm just sitting there. And I just, I'm just like, our defense is going to come through. I knew it. I was saying you that really from the whole time. I had you confidence that our defense was, was going to come through. But then they started driving down the field. I'm like, <laughs> maybe, maybe our defense isn't going to come through. <laughs> and then they keep driving. I'm like, man, they're just chunk plays all over the place. And then they get down to like the 10 yard line. I'm like, hi, ah, I still have some belief, but I might not have some belief because then I didn't want to be wrong. I'm like, oh. And then yeah. uh, I was like, but I still have belief. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Fumble or something. And then Malcolm Butler just came through. I remember I was just sitting on my chair. I just jumped up in excitement. Like it was a it was a feeling of undescribable because 
it's just like you felt like you were just floating when that happened. Getting my first yeah. Super Bowl ring with that play going down. Unreal. Surreal experience. Yeah. Uh, an unbelievable one. And then obviously you guys have that off season and then to get back there a couple of years later. And I know you think about 28 to three, everyone talks about that so much. Obviously you didn't have the fondest memories of that Super Bowl. Like how do you look at that Super Bowl win? You know something? Um, I didn't actually play in that game, but I was on the sidelines. Yeah. So like, how do you, how do you look at it when everyone's like, Oh, 28 to three, the greatest win ever. You're like, well, I actually yeah. was hurt. You know, like, yeah, you know, you know, something that actually it stings a little bit, but at the same time, I, you know, I said to myself, I'm going to use this as motivation. Like, and like it was fine. I was like, I did my part that year when I was on the field, but listen to this. I was in training camp that year. I was unstoppable, bro. I'm really? talking two guys were on me, three guys. I was running by everyone. It was going to be my best season ever. And it really was was peter here we go so i'm in training camp and then it's versus the chicago bears they come in they're in training camp and i pull my hamstring and uh it was the first time i ever pulled a muscle and uh, i felt it come in and just you know i tried going harder and, and it popped and it, it was a tough situation i'm talking i was 15 days straight no one could stop me no one yeah. i'm talking like it was unbelievable the, the how much fire i was on so then I blow out. I, I, I'm almost back. I'm getting back. I blow out my hamstring again, kind of. I tear it again a little bit. Like no one knew. Like two weeks later, because I'm trying to come back. I'm out in the field, yeah. like running routes. So then I finally get it healed. About week four, I go out. This is when Jimmy's the quarterback still, because Tom was suspended uh, from the Indianapolis Colts, the Flake Gate thingy that, that that they came up with because we beat them so bad in the playoffs. And then, uh, and then. Uh, it was a, I go in, my hamstring's still a little messed up. Like it was so bad. Like they tried throwing yeah. me a route in the middle of the game. And it was just like, I was running one mile per hour. Yeah. And then I was like, my hamstring needs like one more week. And then kaboom, like it kicked in. And then all of a sudden Tom is back too. And Tom and I, if in those four, in those five games I played, I literally was on fire, bro. Once again, I left off where I was in training camp and I'm 550 yards in four games. I have, I know I'm on fire, bro. Yeah. You had 21 yards per reception that season. Yeah. No one can do that. That's incredible, dude. And if you, you and I was going to hit a thousand yards in like 10 games, I was on fire. I was like, no one stopped me. No one stopped. So then what happens? I go, so I'm doing my part already this year. You know, Martellus yeah. Bennett, he's on the team now. He's a first year. I'm showing the way, like, this is how we grind. This is how we get it done. And then I go up the seam versus Seattle Seahawks again. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas. Tom throws me a pass. I put my hand out you know, versus Cam Chancellor. He's guarding me. So you got the two hardest hitting safeties in the game over the last 10 years. Oh, I would probably say over the last two decades. Ah, there's a yeah. couple, but I would put them up in the top five. Earl Thomas may be number one. And I reach out, and I'm not looking at Earl Thomas, and he gets a full steam of speed and just levels me full speed, dude, and I'm not even looking. Like, you know, it was a clean hit. No doubt it was a clean hit. And I got up, man, and I couldn't breathe. I, the wind was knocked out of me and I went to the huddle. Blood was coming out of my mouth. Really? I didn't even say anything. Later that day, the next day, I had a punctured lung and it was shooting yeah. blood all up in my mouth. So then I had to take off a week and I tried to come in back. I'm like, I can't move still. Little did I know he he freaking popped a disc out of my you back as well. Disc, right? Herniated disc. And then I had to go out end of the season right there. I had to get the surgery. My disc was popping out. So that's why I didn't play in the Atlanta game. It was a disappointment because I don't think there would ever needed a comeback because I was on fire that year so much that we were just going to be rolling. 
And I, we had the two tight end set with Marty B. And I love two tight end set. You cannot stop two tight ends in the NFL if you have two legit tight ends. It's impossible. Let me ask about Marty B. We, we, we've had Marty B on Good Morning Football a million times. I find him to be one of the most curious personalities in a good way. I find him to be so unique, one of one. And then, of course, he's got a brother who's also a big personality. But Marty B is special. Uh, you two together in a tight ends room. What was that like? You know, it was like I said, it was kind of like winning the Super Bowl, but it was a little disappointment at the same time because we wanted to play together. We were having such a great year. We were with the red zone force in training camp that year. Everyone was trying to stop us. No one could stop us. Uh, he had personality. I had personality. But when he came to the Patriots, he saw how we worked. He saw how we got it done. And that's what was so great. I felt like we were elevating each other's games. And we were. We complemented each other very well. If you go look at his stats as well in those four games that I played, he was having three touchdown games. Yeah. He had three touchdowns in the Cleveland game when I first got back. The first game, I had 120 yards. The next game, I'm having 120 more yards. He's having a touchdown. I'm having a touchdown. We we were combining for like, not, remember that we were talking 21 yards per catch, 550 yeah. yards in four games. I think we had 800 yards total in four games together and like, and like eight touchdowns. I love this. I love how passionate you are and you remember it. And it's like, it's just great. Yeah. Like no one ever looks back. It's like, remember Marty B and Gronk that season? Because it just, it, whatever. No. But like you remember it, you know? Yeah. It, and it's just a little disappointment that I got hurt, man. It just You got hurt. You got hit. <laughs> you hurt. You hit disc and you're vomiting up your lungs. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> disappointment because we would have had Marty B and I, we would have dominated. Uh, we were dominating. And, uh, and like I said, then I missed the Super Bowl as well. But, you know, I wasn't going to let that hinder me, man. It was the yeah. situation I was in. And I was glad that we won a Super Bowl. I got my second ring. And, you know, I was just glad that I got to show, like, the best of myself that year to kind of amp up the guys, you know, to show what kind of standards that we have, you know, throughout training camp and when I was back in the field for those games. And then I just said to myself, I have to win another one. If I want this, this Super Bowl to count, I said this to myself, I want the Atlanta Super Bowl to really count. If I really own the Atlanta Super Bowl like and show the ring off, I have to win one more. Because then I can walk around and say, yes, I have three Super Bowls. And be confident about it and be proud yeah. of it. Because if, yeah, I got two and yeah, I didn't play in Atlanta, like I need to win one more. And then we beat the Los Angeles Rams, right? The Los Angeles Rams. They were the first year or second year. They were Los Angeles Rams. And then that's when I was like, all right, mission complete. I got three Super Bowl rings. And you made the biggest catch of that game. I think Jules might have been MVP in that game, but that catch was you at the end. I mean, that's yeah. who Brady's looking for. Jules dominated that game. He did. He did. Um, before we get there, though, you, you lose to the Eagles. And what I, we're not going to talk about the Philly special and all that because it's whatever. But what's fascinating to me is, and the story has come out since, and I don't know if you've ever spoken about it publicly, they tried trading you to the Lions. Like, what was the story with the trade of the Lions that offseason? Because here you are, this Patriots legend coming off an amazing season, an unbelievable Super Bowl, all this stuff. And then the story, like two years later, came out that the Lions tried trading for you and then you vetoed it. Can you tell us what exactly happened? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we were kind of having some disconnect between myself, the organization. It was kind of like mayhem a little bit. Maybe I handled myself a little, a little wrong. Maybe if I could go back, I would have done it differently. But we'll just say this overall, in the end, that whoever I got traded to, I was going to retire. Like, it didn't matter if it was the Lions. You were vetoing it regardless. It wasn't a Lions thing. I was thing. vetoing yeah. it regardless. Yeah. So I was kind of being a, a, a little bit. And then Bill was like, all right, let's get this out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, oh, the ain't playing no more, though. <laughs> so I was amping it up even more at the moment. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, I was kind of being like a, I would say more like, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't want to say, but, uh, 
But uh, and then I was like, ah, how can you trade me? I'm retired. And then yeah. they were like, and then everyone took it the way like, oh, oh, he doesn't want to go to the Lions. Like, oh, Detroit, f Detroit, and everyone was coming at me. All the Detroit fans were like, oh, how do you not like Detroit? All yeah. this f you too. And I was like, no. Nah. Just in the back of my mind, I was like, nah. It was just, it was just that I, I just wasn't going to get traded. Patriots are nothing at the time. Yeah, I was yeah. like, Patriots are nothing. I go, we got to win one more Super Bowl. If if I go, so how'd you guys? I mean, obviously, how'd you guys repair all that? Because you go and you do win that other Super Bowl, and you do come and play the clutch thing. So like that season has to be a little awkward, or is it just this is no. business is business, football is football. Business is business, football is football. Still showed up, did my thing, and we won the Super Bowl that year. I knew it was one of the best decisions. You know, I was so glad that I, I vetoed that trade. And uh, football, you know, football is football, and business is business. You know, you get over that quick, man. Um, yeah. In this world, I mean, football. The football world, I would say, is one of a kind. It's not like being out there in a normal business world. It's still it's still the only place where it can be like that old school mentality. You know yeah. what I mean? And then it's, oh, it, when things it. don't go right, well, guess what? Move move the F on. Things need to they, and get it right, you know? And that's what we did. Dude, that's a great message to some of these younger guys, too, because I think we all try to put it into like, all right, well, in the media world or in the business world, it's, it's one of one football. Like, it doesn't make sense in a lot of ways. And a lot of these running backs right now, I feel for them, but it's also, yeah, it sucks. But that, that that's what it is. You get to play football too, you know? Yep. Yeah, exactly, man. I agree, man. I mean, it's a little bit different with these younger guys now. I mean, that's why I love football so much, too, because it's the only it's literally the only place in the world, I would say, is where it's if you're just not good enough at your job, you're gone. And there's no other excuses. You can't sue them. You can't, you know, cause havoc. It's you're just not good enough. You're gone. You know what I mean? There's no other controversy with it. It's the great equalizer also. It's yes. like coaches don't care about necessarily what you look like, where you came from, what college you went to, what size you are. If you're going to give us the best chance to win, you're going to be on the field. Yes. And that's why I love football all because of that. And I believe then I treat football like I do in the business world now. Like I, I just that's like I look who the head coach is, the head coach. I compare like who the CEO, that's the head coach or that's the owner. Like and then the people that are working underneath them, I'm like, all right, that's Julian as the wide receiver. That's yeah. me as the tight end. I just compare football to everything now. I love it. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Real quick, a couple things before we let you go. Brady calls you out of retirement. Uh, was that all along in like the back of your head, or was that one of those where one day you woke up and you're like, yeah, I'll come to Tampa. Let's do it. No. <laughs> uh, it was uh, – I kind of – when I retired, I was a little beat up, and I knew the only way to get back to kind of myself is to get away from football. I didn't really <laughs> want to retire. I just wanted to get away from football and I at the moment, and I knew – that the only way to do that was to retire. Like, and I knew it and I needed a year off and I was like, okay, so if I take a year off and I don't retire, that's just going to be just havoc on myself. When are you coming back? All that. I was like, I'm just going to retire. Join us at Fox. Yeah. Join you guys at Fox. And then back in my mind, I knew I was like, if I have the right opportunity, I'm going to go back and play football. But if I don't, then I don't, you know, but it, it was more on that side that I wanted to go back and play. And, uh, and try a new experience, you know, and see what the situation was and the right situation had to come up. And little do we know, a year later, look at that situation that came upon Perfect. us. And that's when I was like, 
how can I pass up on that? Like it's, it's a new opportunity. My mom lives in Florida, two hours away from Tampa. I always go down to Florida, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I wrote an article about them when I was in college. I wanted to play in Tampa Bay for many reasons. And it, little did I know it came true freaking 10 years later, which is great. I mean, no, like 12 years later, which is great. And uh, it was just the right situation. I wasn't going to come out of retirement for just any old situation. That was the right situation. And I definitely felt like I made the right choice for sure. You know, it's interesting. Brady's now out of football for the first time in my career, in my professional life. I was in college when Brady was in college. It's kind of crazy. And now he's not playing this year. And it's so Brady, you consider him big brother, friend, mentor. Like when you hear Brady and I know it's he's so, he's so much older than all these guys now, but he's a pretty cool guy, too. He's great, man. I love Tom. Uh, but I would consider all of those in, in the category. He's A, B, C and D mentor, friend. <laughs> he's kind of like daddy. You know, daddy, what do we do here? And then like, it's just, he mentors the game to you. And then he's your friend at the same time. So he's everything, man. He's, he's just a great guy overall. He's a great family, man. Um, it's just incredible just to see how great of a dad he is in real life yeah. to his kids while, you know, being like a dad to all of us at the same time. So it's just an incredible job that he has done. And that's why it was such a great situation to go down to Tampa with him. And, uh, and feel like, you know, he felt more comfortable too with myself going down, you know, imagine that you go to a new place and you have your, your number one guy that you can just throw a pass to, you know, it just makes you feel more comfortable and more confident. So, and we love Tampa, man. I love that front office in Tampa, man. Jason Light, uh, Mike Greenberg, all of those guys, man, they're oh, greeny. They're, they're freaking, they're hilarious, man. I love, I love them. And they always came out to practice and made me laugh and get me through practice every day. I loved it. It's great. We love those guys too. Light, Greeny, Spy Tech, Jackie Davidson, that whole crew. Like they've got a great group there in Tampa. Um, I know you're going to be going in a little bit. So real rapid fire stuff. First one, uh, cooler hang. Like when you're out at night, like who's, who'd you rather, is it Edelman or is it Brady? Like who's the guy you want to be with in the club? Well, it's definitely, I would have to go with Edelman because I don't <laughs> even think Tom's going to make the club. So <laughs> what does that so, mean? Is Tom in bed by like seven? Is that yeah, yeah. He's he's not making it to the club. So I, if I pick Tom, I'll just be there by myself. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, okay. That was that one. Tampa Bay, post Brady, post Gronk, post all this, this Baker, like could still be good. What do you think? I think he'll, I mean, they got a good offense. They got a lot of weapons around them. I mean, with that new, with that running back who's going to be second year, then you obviously yeah, got Mike White. Evans. Yeah, Rashad White. Then Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, they got weapons. I mean, Mike Evans is one of the most underrated receivers in, in the NFL history, and he's had a thousand yards every single year. But, um, I think he, I think he does at, at like decent, a little bit above average, you know, yeah. he's going to, it's going to extend his career a little bit. It's going to maybe make him a starter, I think for about three more years, but okay. uh, he'll have a decent year, but it's not going to be in a great year, but it's going to be a, a year where it solidifies him as being an NFL starter still. Last one, Jimmy Graham, as we're doing this recording, announced that he's returning to the NFL or he's been in the NFL. He hasn't retired, but at 36 is signing with the Saints two years away. Your advice to Jimmy Graham on his uh, quest to get back into the league. That's wild, man. That was that was mind blowing when you sent me that text message this morning. Thank you for breaking the news to me, Peter. But uh, <laughs> the reason why I can see this work for sure is because Jimmy Graham is a basketball player. He has a basketball background. And let me tell 
tell you, those basketball guys with basketball background, they last forever. There's something just different built in them. It's just because of the way that they've been running around their whole life. I feel like they stay in shape for longer periods of time than football players. And having that basketball background, I feel like can make them last uh, for a long time. And he must have been doing something right over the last two years as well that wants uh, that is making him get back to the game. So I would just say the hitting aspect, uh, yeah. just get used to the hitting aspect in training camp uh, and get some time off. You're 36 years old. Get a day or two off so you can recover from all that and uh, go out there and do your thing, Jimmy. I mean, you're not coming back because you don't think you can do it. Obviously, you think you can do it. And that's why you're coming back. So do your thing, man. I'll be cheering for you, man. Uh, it's kind of a little situation I kind of went through, but he did two years off. So maybe I'll do two years off now. He might be inspiration for me. <laughs> so if he does well, I'm only 34. I'll be 35 next year. I have two years let's off. Go. So let's go, Jimmy. Let's see what you got. My last one. Uh, we were at this big Fox event and everyone has to come in and take photographs. And it's one of these deals where it's like you see in these music video shoots where it's manufactured. There's like a fake wind machine and they're like, here, hold this football. And there's dance music going. There's this promo shoot. And the energy was all right. And we're all going one by one. And, you know, Michael Vick is going up there. I'm going up there. And then Carissa's going up there. We bring it. We do our best. And, you know, it's Glazer. It's everybody. And then there's this moment where you go up there and it's like, all right, Gronk, go. And I see a different side of you. And it's like the lights are on and you're able to turn it on. And you're the most charming guy to everybody in that room. And it's like the camera can't escape you. And I'm like, holy shit. In that moment, I'm like... That's it. That's the quality. That's what makes this guy so special. He's got this ability to just bring everybody in. I, I was in awe of watching you just having to like be gronk. And it, I don't know if it's exhausting being that way every day, but it's authentic, man. It is you. Um, what do you attribute that to? That ability to make everyone else feel great and to kind of just bring energy and happiness and joy hey, to what you're doing. Peter, when the lights go on, I'm always ready, baby. When it's showtime, when it's game time, I'm always there, baby. And that's why Tom loves me. He always knows he can go to me, baby. Everyone knows they can go to me. That's why Fox called me because they know when that camera light switches on and we're live on air, the Grok is going to show up, baby. And that's what's up. <laughs> I mean, I'm, and I'm, and I'm dead serious. Like if I'm a brand and I'm looking at all these different options, like I, I saw it in per and like, I guess USA has done stuff with you. You've done stuff with all these brands for years, but are you going to turn on Peter? By the I'm telling shoot? you, bro, it was like watching. I'm like, okay, that's star quality. And I'm not knocking any of our colleagues, but it was like, oh, that's Gronk. And I'm telling you, that's that's natural. Everyone was acting like they were too big time for it. I was like, but also I knew it was going to be like three minutes. That's what's great about it. I was like, okay, we got three minutes. I'll give them my best shot. That's why I love Fox too. It's like, there's no BS downtime or, or sit around time. It's like when we're on, when we're on, when we're off, we're off. And I was like, all right, well, three minute photo shoot. I'll, I'll give you the, my best. Usually my photo shoots when I'm doing them for a brand or a company, they're three, four hours. So then that can get a little tired. And I was like three minutes, I'll give it my all baby. Let's go. There's so many jokes we can make Gronk. Um, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> I got to go get my girlfriend. I got to go drive to the train station right now. That's what I'm doing. You asked me the first question, what am I doing? Am I, uh, you know, in my downtime now, I got to go pick her up at the train station. Send our love to Camille. I love the fact that you joined the podcast, bro. You're a great guest and a great dude. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for having me, man. I'll see you at Fox this year. We're going to have a great time this year. See you soon, brother. There's Gronk. I mean, that's the Gronk experience. That was awesome. 40 minutes, a uh, ton of energy, stories, vulgarity, 
tenderness. Um, I'm bringing in our producer, Grace Fuse. Grace, you are in for Aaron Wong Kaufman, who is world traveling at the start of training camps. Not ideal for an NFL podcast producer. Um, you are at work today. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Great. What did you think of the Rob Gronkowski experience we just endured? I thought he was hilarious. I loved it. So many highlights. Great, right? Like, and that's him. Like, that's that's authentic. I. It's not like he suddenly becomes like a bookish, like, like okay, I'm just going to be rude to people. Like, he's that way. And I think that authenticity is so real. And I so appreciate it. Absolutely. Great vibes. <laughs> um, he did mention he wrote an article in college about wanting to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I know you're very good in research. Do you have the microfiche out? Have you found said article that no. Do you think he meant paper? What do you think he I meant? I think he meant paper. I actually, I did do some searching. I tried to find the Gronk article. I did not find anything. So I'm what assuming... What is the Arizona school paper? Let's see, Air, University of Arizona... That's a great question. That's a school paper. <laughs> the school paper is the Daily Wildcat. Wow. Um, I think he probably meant a paper. I think he meant a paper. Yeah, I'm curious what class would... <laughs> be relevant for that but i i really hope that he has it in his uh file somewhere and this is the best part about the season he tells an amazing story about earl thomas you know herniating his disc and puncturing his lung he gives us really good insight on what it was like you know going to a contract negotiation with belichick and yet the whole time in the back of my mind i'm like <laughs> what is he talking about that he wrote a paper that he wanted in college about wanting to be a Tampa buccaneer i Gosh, I would love to find out if he meant article, paper, <laughs> mentioned it once, or I don't know. But that is uh, that is awesome. I'm, I'm so excited. So Gronk's going to be taking on a bigger role with Fox NFL Sunday. He did a lot at the end of the season last year. And I'm telling you, it's like I wasn't BSing when I said that, great. Like he just has this amazing electricity to him. And you know those people in the world that like you're in the room like, oh, I get it. Absolutely. He's got it. Um, you've got it too. That was a good contribution just now. Absolutely. I Thanks, was waiting Peter. for you to have this pro prophetic. Uh, yeah, thing no, now. I sorry. I didn't have anything. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's super cool. <laughs> he's cool guy. Cool, cool guy. Dude. Um, this podcast was awesome. We are uh, excited to be back. Uh, most of us, Aaron, I'll get back next week. I'm just busting chops. Uh, Grace, great job as always. I know you've been working on this podcast for a while. It's cool to have you on the mic. Yeah, always fun to, you know, be here for the for the recording. Let's go. Uh, on behalf of Grace, myself, Jason English, who's also listening in, and all the NFL Network folks, and of course our guest, who was awesome, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, we'll be with you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Season with Peter Schrager. Tell your friends, subscribe, let's get some listener numbers up, and let's blow this thing out this season. Till next week, thanks for listening. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked. Game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked. Your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 